Unidentified vessel. Please submit your clearance codes. This is Justin. This is Josh. This is Kyle. And we are the Outer Rim Beacon. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. My name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh. <laughs> oh, now he's on time. <laughs> now he says it. Uh, this is Kyle, and uh, we forgot to say in the Bad Batch episode, but it was double shot this week. Again, two episodes, last mm-hmm. one of the season. So if you did not listen to our Bad Batch episode... It's out there. If you watch that, go give it a little listen. It's like two episodes, like 15, 16, and this one. So we got three this week. Three and one in two. Three and two. It's a marathon. It's a marathon this week, guys. Um, yeah, we are we are basically talking about Mando season three episode five this week. If you want the news and notes, shift over to the Bad Batch episode. It's all covered in there. Um, there wasn't a lot this week to go through, but uh, if you want to listen to it, that's where it, it's at. If so you care about stupid celebration that everyone gets to go to and have fun at? Yeah. Us, then you can hear about that. Super jelly, but yeah, uh, no. But we're just talking Mando here. That's all we're focused on on all this Mando this episode. So all Mando, all Mando, all the time. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about uh, episode five, The Pirate. Uh, this week's episode was directed by Peter Ramsey. Writer was John Favreau. Cast included Mandalorian, Grogu, Bo, Armor, Paz, Grief, um, Aliyah Kane, which is uh, Katie O'Brien, Lieutenant oh, Reed, which terrible. is her voice, uh, Max Lloyd-Jones. She is, I, I haven't figured out what she's doing yet, but Nothing yes, good. she's very creepy. No. Um, and then we did have a couple guest stars this week. We had Captain Carson Teva, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, um, Gorian Shard, which who was in a previous episode, Nonzo Anozo, who was in Game of Thrones, Sweet Tooth, Ted Lasso, Artemis Fowl, number of different things. Colonel Tuttle, played by Tim Meadows from SNL Tim fame. Meadows. Did um, not expect to see his face. <laughs> no. He did good too. Ladies I are, thought he was ladies, thought he the was ladies okay. man. Yeah, that's the hard ladies, for me to yeah, see him as not the ladies man or some I, SNL silliness. But I mean, we've all gotten used to. Um, hey, <laughs> were you a like medium famous comedian in the nineties? <laughs> You're probably going to be in a live action Star Wars. Yeah, he yeah, uh, obviously man, SNL, Mean Girls, Pop Star, The Ladies Man, lots of things. Um, <laughs> It was fun to see him in there. Snivian Bartender was played by Misty Ro- Rojas, Rosas, um, who's played a number of those characters um, in this show. Um, we had the return of Sash Ketter, played by Deborah Chow, Jib Dodger, Rick Famuyiwa, and Trapper Wolf, All Dave three. Filoni. Director Squadron um, in the house. Yeah, it was a great little still shot sitting there of the three of them at the corner of the bar having some drinks. Um, and then we had a new one that was totally unexpected in this episode. We had the return of Zeb. Let's go! Steve I looked so good, too. He looked so he good. He did. It was uh, unreal how dope. good he looked. I squealed. Um, I was like on the I, treadmill and I was like, ah! 
like. Same. Yes. And yes. those Trandoshans at the end of the episode looked so trash, and he looked so good. It was awesome. God, I <laughs> spent all their money on Zeb. Yeah, they ran yeah, out of budget, I, but I, if that's what we're getting though for live action, like some like rebels care, like coming over, I'm for it because that looked outstanding. Um, I hate to say it, he I, looked better in live action than Ahsoka. Boom. I'm sorry, he did. To me, yeah, I, like on that initial viewing of yes. when she appeared, I would probably agree with that. I, I think that's a fair, a fair take. I was, I was, I'm biased. <laughs> but here's the thing: I, regardless, I think, regardless of what I think about the actress playing Ahsoka, I think, I think our mental bar was so low for how Zeb might look in live action that like he does look really good but with the bar being so low too it's like oh my god like it's a true like oh my god moment mm. it was yeah. shocking yeah and to, yeah. they had steve doing the void the whole th- it was great yeah. i loved it it was <laughs> yep. like and one line but i loved it it's a couple sentences okay. get a couple in there when i, I thought I he was just going to walk it. by at first and then mm-hmm. um but th- this is wild because we what like everything else about like ahsoka the ahsoka show aka rebels uh part two basically right um we have you know we know we know who ahsoka is we know who sabine is we've i think we've had confirm have we had confirmation that Hera? yeah because Hera's in the trailer Mm -hmm. and we know ezra's ezra's in it like but like it's been complete radio silence Mm -hmm. on Zeb. So for him to just like pop up like this, like yep. totally cool. And it, and it didn't get yeah. spoiled. Like we didn't hear about it. It's. And I think I saw metal. some people mention this on, on the Twitters maybe, but if Zeb left that world that he took uh, uh, Hot Callus to with the other Lasats, oh, the if he mm-hmm. left to go, you know, join the rebellion or, or, uh, you know, I guess he was already in the rebellion to go f- be with the alliance there or, or the new republic. That means Hot Callus left too, right? He's out here being something. You mean we could get live military. action Hot Callus? There's, or, or maybe he just loves the Lasat so much that he stayed there without him, but it seems like they're buddies. So maybe he's, he's yeah. out here running around somewhere too. Ooh, live action hot callus? Who's playing that? I'll do it if Ooh. they ask. It's fine. <laughs> I don't have the hair for it. That's what you've really been training for, right? That's <laughs> yeah, what you've been working exactly. out been for this whole time, so right? Hot callus. Yeah. No, I'll never I would never <laughs> yeah. be able to grow that hair too, unfortunately. Uh those are some chops, man. Oh, I could do um, the beard. I they, can't do the, they got, they the got, actual uh, locks. Yeah. Well they got they got that's what they got hair and makeup for yeah, now. You think so? Well put it out there. I yeah. have them call my You're agent. Good. I don't have an agent. Yeah. I'll have to get one. It's Are you just, representing it's yourself? just you doing like an accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a whole George um, Costanza situation. Oh yeah, you've reached uh, Vandalay uh, Industry representation. Let me get uh, get get him on the line. Yeah. Um I I I made the mistake of like jumping on I think Facebook at some point and I had saw somebody posted something that said that was not the character from rebels i expected to see and I, at that point i went off mm-hmm. and i turned it off and i went okay so i know somebody is in there i thought it might have been hondo because the episode's titled the pirate and i thought oh crap and i was like well i just ruined it and then he came walking behind him and i was like oh. it's like get out of here that's zeb it's like okay 
maybe we get a double dose of Rebels characters. But um, no, it was total shock, total surprise. Loved it. Uh, Wish you would have called him so, by name. I, wa- I watched all the way to the end of the credits just to confirm that they wrote his mm-hmm. name down, and they did. But uh, yep. I wish I would have called Same him. Same here. That's okay. No, yeah. no, I'm not going to nitpick. It was awesome. Yeah. But he's but he's in the credits, credits as Zeb, so we know that it's yeah. Zeb. It's not some other little yep. thought. Correct. No. So um, now that we've go gotten ahead. Zeb, and Zeb, I feel like Zeb was a pretty, like, Far, we all wanted it, but like I think it was very far fetched. We weren't expecting Zeb. Who is left? Who's like your number one on your live action character? Um, you know that hasn't like who's your who's that we who's, still on, who's don't know on your for sure that we don't happen. that we don't have yeah. Um, mine's mine's like, Hondo because I think we know we're going to get Thrawn. Yeah, yeah. he's way up there. Yeah, he's, he. He's just so cool. He'd be so fun in live action, especially if they could get Jim Cummings to still do the voice, which would be expensive to have two different actors. I I would hate to have a different voice on Hondo, but I think he would be so cool in live mm-hmm. action. I can't think of another one I would like better off the top of my head. Out of Rebels? I mean, Hot, Hot Callus probably would be the other one. It doesn't one, have to be Rebels. Right? I just meant in, just in oh, general. Okay. Just in general? Um, I mean, a post, a, a, a post, um, Phantom Menace mall in live action, like after he's been kind of reassembled and, and rescued by the Night Sisters. We already have that. that well, that's true. We saw him in Solo. We te- technically of, already have of. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would take, um, I would take a Duchess Satine in a flashback. That'd be sick. In Mando. Yeah. I would take that. Um, even if it's like just you know Hondo one or two flashbacks or something, still, but that that would be very cool. Doctor yeah. Afra yeah. too. I want Doctor Afra, and we and we bu- we got Black K. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean we're we're very close. Yep, very true. Um, well, since we're on the subject of Zeb, let me play this con- conversation real quick because it's only like twenty five seconds, and then we'll dive into like all of Mando and, and what it is. But this was just so cool to hear this voice again. Too bad. I really thought Navarro was going to make it. I'm going to forward this to Coruscant. Request permission to intercede. They haven't returned to dispatch in weeks. They're swamped. They'll never get an answer in time. Then I'm just going to have to go there and talk to them myself. They can't ignore me face to face. I like your attitude. Good luck. You're going to need it. Love that. Love it. It's so good. Um, Yeah, this is... um, this is basically in response to um, Navarro being invaded by yeah, Gorian Shard by, uh, and his pirate pirates group. again, and, and uh, Grief's reaching out for help. He's eating a little mm-hmm. crow because he kind of like told uh, the New Republic, "No, thank you. We want to stay independent." And now he's asking for help. Yeah. Yep. You don't know what you've got until it's gone. You know. <laughs> Don't uh, know what uh, you got. Missed opportunity Dude, though. Go. They should have had. They should have had Zeb say, "Ah, Carabas, you'll never get there in yeah. time." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, grief. Grief and Gorian go back a ways because he used to. I don't know. He he basically started a lot of his stuff or his business on Navarro with the with 
backing, I think, from Gorian is what we've established in those first couple episodes. Yeah, they and definitely then, knew each other um, back then, and he's like giving him hell about, oh, you you look like you're dressed up for <laughs> your a fancy wedding. Your and, wedding, yeah. And uh, you're not the, the scoundrel I once knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically reaches out for help. Uh, Teva gets the message. Teva says, all right, well, I'll go to we'll see him in my person. bosses and see what can happen here. So I'm going to go back to Coruscant. Message. I'll pull up to the office. It was cool um, to see Coruscant with all the um, New Alliance uh, insignias all over the place instead of the Imperial Cogs. True. Um, New Republic. When we get there, when we get there, we find out that... Uh, Colonel Tuttle, I think, is it? Was it Colonel? Yeah, Colonel Tuttle, Tim Meadows, basically says, "Well, I can't do anything for you. Uh, we got a structure now. We can't just run off and go help people." Um, I hate to see, and this. we have to help the worlds that are already in the Republic. We can't go help in these worlds that choose not to be in the Republic. Um, we look, got a backlog. We're, we're the Empire. What does this again? sound like? Look, I was going to say, what Let's does this sound exactly bureaucrat. like? That's the thing is like when anything that becomes so massive and they're trying to do so much with so much red tape, like, of course, it gets to this point where everybody's just checking boxes and trying to get through their day and they're, they have a backlog of stuff that they can't put the attention to that it deserves. Like even when Teva was trying to show him the the message from grief he played the first he eight seconds of it. He's like, "Yeah, I get the gist. I guess they're they're scared. Whatever. What do you What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What like mm-hmm. Let's get Let's get to the point. I'm in requisitions. Yeah. What do you require? That's what he says. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're having this conversation, and uh, and uh, Katie O'Brien's character, Aliyah oh, Kane, is sitting out there, up. and she, she kind of she knows what's going on. She's covering from she, off Gideon. As soon as he mentioned her, as soon as he said, you know, I heard he never even went to trial. She's like in there and planting seeds. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, we shouldn't go help Navarro. They're not part of the the uh, New Republic and they're kind of on their own. And we've got other priorities and mm, Mm -hmm. don't like Go ahead, Josh. How uh, this this scene didn't track for me, though. I'm like, okay, so obviously the Republic is nicer, too nice and 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 stupid and you know lets these people work like how one how are all of these imperials working so close to the person that would make that decision to like send troops out or whatever and two like they are so lowly that they don't even they're not even allowed to have names anymore or leave a certain area but you're allowed to just walk into the colonel's office and enter and like interject into a conversation like yeah i'm not so sure like, about this I, whole program either well and that was the thing it's is like i don't know sense. that she was i don't know that she i think she's just processing stuff out there she walked in on the conversation under the guise of hey i'm going to the commissary yeah, to like get some food do you there. need anything and she then that's go, when yeah. he goes well i know your background you were on Navarro, weren't you? Or you were out there, right? And she was like, yeah, I know the place. And like, and it just came, now it became oh, that's a true. formal inquiry yeah, to yeah. a casual conversation. She weaseled her way into even it. Even then, she shouldn't be, in my opinion, I agree with what Josh was saying. Like, even though she did like, it was a contrived reason for her to actually walk mm-hmm. in the room, she shouldn't 
be in a position where she's just outside the door and sees everyone that's going into his office and noticed what who that was, mm-hmm. heard what he was talking about, and then decided to walk in in the middle of a conversation, mm-hmm. that should not even be a thing yeah. she's allowed to do. Like, yes, she made yeah. up the reason, but she was able to make up a reason to go in there to disrupt <laughs> his the office door is like wide open because of the situation she's right. in. Like, does nobody have closed doors in in these offices anymore? We're well, just all why open isn't she now. In a mailroom. Why? Right. Like, I get like second chance, <laughs> yeah. but why is she right? Why is she the secretary to the colonel or whatever working well, right outside? I don't, his I don't door? know what she well, was. And she was yeah. also in the control room for the mind flare too. Why isn't she in a cubicle? Why isn't she in a mailroom? Why they, isn't she in shipping and receiving her? or something? Like, why? They, I get. Well, a that, chance, that seems like a really like, bad idea to go. Hey, let's use this former imperial person as a interior spy or whatever. Because that's she set up uh, the doctor, right? She set him up I don't and basically think, I don't ratted think they him were out in on that. Though I think she did that on her own as a way to like establish her own trustworthiness. Well, no, yeah. she, they must have been well, in on something because they didn't, they weren't trying, like, she very quickly, like, turned and was like, oh, yeah, I'm with them, like, when they found them. If, like, if they weren't at least a little bit in on it, they would have been arresting both of them. Well, I think she told them where Even to if it was them. just a tip-off. Like, hey, yeah. he's trying to do this and bring me along, and I'm not part of this, so just meet us here, and this is where we're going to be, and I, that's the way I read it. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. they are in on it, yeah. but... Well, that's what I, I meant. It was like a it. little like bit of a, that, that, it was a little bit know, of a sting that. operation, right? Like she was goading him on and then I went to them early on. They that, said, all right, I want you to keep doing this. And then she let him there, got the stuff, came out. They already knew what was going to happen, which is why she just walked off and wasn't arrested at the same time. I think that she was all them her off plan, as like a sting though. operation. I don't think yes, anyone agreed. in yeah, yeah. the government told her to do something like that. I think she just said, I think she did it all to make her look trustworthy and also wipe from his brain the things he knows about her because if tim meadows is in requisitions and why would the new republic have said covert op spy right out the door of the requisitions guy this is terrible office structure but to me she's still um, working for moff gideon because <laughs> she's covering for him left and right I, well now, you know, now we and know I, that he was and he just got but why it out yeah but why did would she set the doctor up like that though other like wasn't that whole wasn't he that like Moff Gideon Moff Gideon's thing? Like he needed the doctor to with the kid to well, the, learn about the kid. Yeah, but the doctor's not. So in why on would you it. kill the, the doctor? Doctor's not a true believer. He was being forced to do those things. So now that he's out, he'll blow all that up. He would probably mm. speak at the trial as a witness about being forced mm. to do all these things that he didn't. You, you know, like he was trying to save Grogu. Uh, he was doing these things sort of like under duress. Uh, I think she wanted his mind wiped because of what he knows. Mm. Gotcha. gotcha. Vis-a-vis good war take. crimes. No, good take. Um, I looked at it as like he didn't care who he was working for. He just wanted to do the science. So if that's the case and he doesn't care who he's working for. I don't think that's the case. Remember all the, like in the season one, he's like, I'm just trying to help him. Like, I didn't want to do all this. They, he would have died if they didn't listen to me. Like he was like resisting all of their experimentation Mm. and stuff. That's what I felt like anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting conversation though, between these three. And I like how 
I, I mean, her character is very interesting, but I like how she is now playing the liberated card. Let me play this little bit of audio here. This was a fun twist of words. Because well, he knows this isn't knows a rebellion anymore. We have a structure now. I work in requisitions, so let's focus on what you require. Okay, okay. I'm requesting authorization and backup for dealing with pirates on Navarro, sir. Perhaps the leaders of Navarro need to understand why becoming a Republic signatory is valuable. By letting them suffer. Sounds like a rather imperial way of thinking. Captain, you're out of line. It's fine. I'm used to that kind of talk. But from experience, it often takes a new perspective before one is able to see the light. You and your sword didn't see the light. Mm -hmm. You were captured. No. No. I was was liberated. liberated. (laughs) I love she's playing this card, though. The, I wasn't part of the Empire. I wasn't playing. I wasn't in the Empire because I wanted to be. I was forced to be. Or my situation made it so I had to be. That's why this is all so messy, because they're surely were people Mm -hmm. involved in the empire who didn't know exactly what they were doing didn't have any other option who things spiraled out of control and they found themselves in some way all these things but there were also plenty of bad people doing bad things Mm -hmm. on purpose and yeah after the fact, when you say, hey, if you were a good guy in a bad situation, we're going to give you a second chance and we're only going to put the bad, bad people in jail. How do you know who's right. who? Because <laughs> exactly. I'm quite sure everyone's going to tell you they didn't want to do that at the time. They just had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer, but whatever they tried ended up with a real bad person still running around doing bad things. Yeah. She plays the character well, though. I do like, like, her. she plays that character well, and she is ripped, by the way. I don't know, the one where we saw him out on the table, and she's got, she is jacked. Like, she is strong. I like it. Uh, I don't judge people based on their physical appearance like that, Justin. I don't know. I can't really. I'm just saying I'm a fan. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I am a fan. I am a a total fan. But yeah, so, um, anyway, so. He basically got a no. uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he went to request help and yeah, he got a big fat know. no. So he went to the Mandos instead. And he went to show them the video like, hey, not for nothing. Your boy needs help. Just thought you uh, might want to I'm just going to point this out. He did confirm R5 worked in the what Rebellion. What was he doing in the Rebellion? <laughs> With a bad motivator. He wasn't even good enough to work on a moisture farm. What did he do in the Rebellion? I'd like to know. Well, no, he blew his motivator to help R2. To help R2-D2, yeah. So he could get into the... Yeah, so he could get out and find Obi-Wan. God, it's like you didn't even read uh, uh, that (laughs) book. Certain point of view. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so so then that was his whole involvement in the Rebellion? Yes. So So how does Parsons ever know him from blowing his motivator so R2-D2 could find Obi-Wan Kenobi? No, I think that was just just part of it. I don't think that's all he did. Hmm. No, I think after that he probably found his way in there somehow. Oh, okay. Wow. Thanks. Thanks for clearing that up, Justin. Yeah. He found his way in there. Maybe somehow. R two said, now "Hey, maybe maybe R two was like, hey, there was this R five astromech that helped me get off this sand crawler. We should get him in here too because he'd be great asset to help us." And R five joins the the rebellion. Okay, whatever you say. Know. But yes, that's what now we're just that was the whole we fiction. I think it was uh, Josh and I talked about that was his confirmation 
um, of being in the rebellion. But Teva comes out and basically says, yep, he helped me. In the re-. That's how he was able to track him. So um, Which, I did uh, love good way. Mandalorians like to use droids for target practice. Anyway, good way for him to get destroyed, <laughs> like yes. just sending out messages, telling people where they are. Uh, I love that. They, <laughs> he says, now Back we're going to have to move yeah. the whole co- covert and Paz goes, or we could just kill him. <laughs> I was like yeah, a little on the nose. Yes. Yeah, no, no surprise that Paz wants to just shoot him up. No. He was like, well, we could just kill him, and now we got another ship. I will but, say, uh, when they were having their meeting where you had to hold the hammer to talk, Paz had the hammer and did not have his giant weapon, so he definitely could have put it down to climb up the mountain last week or whatever we were talking about. Yes. Yes. So frustrated There's with that. that. I was like, wait. Yeah. So you take your weapon off for the meeting, but... uh but yeah, but well, anyway, that's the like the very next mountain. thing that happens. So I was like, kind of online. They, yeah, they go down, and and uh, yeah. Din is like, "Hey, I get it. You guys fought each other once on opposite sides, but he needs our help, and he's a friend of mine. Uh, you don't have to help me, but if you choose to, he offered me this plot of land. We could like stop living in hiding and live out in the open. Our children could play in the sun, and all these things." Paz gets up. Also weird. He wants to have the meeting, like in charge. Of course, like no surprise. He wants to be center of attention. Doesn't he just seem like the exact one? Now that there's other people around, he would want to be in front and center all the time. Yeah, he comes around. He was on board, though. Yeah, he was on board. Yeah, he's like they helped us. We should help them too. You know, they put my kids first. Um, These two are going to take up arms, and I'll take up arms with them. Mm Hmm. We should ask ourselves why. Because we're Mandalorians. That's what we do. It's a nice little swerve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was going to be like, nah, I don't want to do this, bro. Um, but yeah, we, I, it was, so when he was talking about our raising our children's feel the sun, I was like, don't they have their helmets on the whole time? Not like, until they I, take I'm the confused. Creed, Justin. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> but yes. Um, so they decide to go help. Love the... Uh, the uh the scene with Bo basically walking him through. All right, this is a uh, Comeric class starfighter here. Um, this is your drop ship. This is what we're going to be dropping you out of today. Um, giving them the rundown on how they're going to be teaching you know, them how to well be exercise military the, unit. Yeah, got, like the crash course. Yeah, so uh, did enjoy that scene a lot. And then they the rest of it basically is a giant fight scene between the Mandos and the pirates and Gorian Shard. So. Um, it was well it was choreographed. Good, I, I liked it. Looked it. Pretty good. The yeah. Mandos got pinned down at one point, and Paz got to do his heavy Mando thing and gun down a bunch of people. And then uh, we got to see the armor whooping up on people with her with her armor. That was awesome. Forging tools again, which is cool. <laughs> I will say the though, armor forging tools. The uh, Trandoshan looks like trash. I don't know if anybody else felt that way. I thought he though the one at the end on the cannon. Yes. Are you talking about he, that he one? Was, yeah, with his eyes like that. In just the like episode as well, but like it looks like if you ordered a Trandoshan on Wish, that's what you got. Um, and I'm not going to knit. They're uh, all bad guys. I so. don't want to. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to pick a knit, but and I know Star Wars is not fooled me like gory. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the classic thing, guy who doesn't want to be rude says, "I'm not trying to be rude," but it knows they're going to be rude. But uh, if that if that hammer is what she uses to shape Beskar steel, she smashed people in the face with it, and like not a bruise, not a bump, not a cut, not a scrape, like just. 
face fully intact. Like, I feel like if she smashed you into your bare face with that giant hammer that she forges plate armor with, it would cave your whole face in. Like, even if you're a lizard man, I still think, like, his face should have <laughs> the, been crushed. Uh, the the firm outer skin was holding together all of it on the Jeez. outside, but everything Ooh, inside yeah, had maybe been it's just shattered and broken. Like some yeah. ocean candy. Yeah. Now he's full of nougat? I don't know, man. But he's... <laughs> nougat. <laughs> um, she does chuck the, the one on the cannon off the, the balcony there, though, and you got the nice little scream as he's plummeting to his death. Um yeah, I the fight scene was great. I liked the little um the little uh lasso pullover with the arm bar that the uh, one Mandalorian oh, delivered line. to one of the pirate yeah, the clothesline. That was pretty dope. Uh I like the Anzellans watching it and cheering for him. Yeah, they're um, always good for a laugh. Yeah, they were pretty excited. Um I really the, liked the, at the be- very beginning of the episode when we're panning in and the IG statue uh has no top half now because we tried to revive it. Cuz they took and it, yeah. Just dropped that whole plot line, I guess, but uh <laughs> now he's just legs and an arm or something. Yeah. Um I liked the uh Kowakian monkey lizards uh that were in the tree. The the pirates tried to shoot at them and they kind of scurried away and then when the mandos come they're like pointing, yeah, they, "Hey, they're they over here." Yeah. And trying to help them. So The monkey lizards um, are kind of a good sign of of the overall vibe in Navarro. When they're caged yeah. up, being roasted over a spit, used as target practice, things are not very good. When they're chilling and playing up in the tree, it's usually a happy time in Navarro. They're sort of like mm-hmm. the groundhogs or something. <laughs> um, the so I got so when I'm watching this though, when they first like shuffle out to the whatever the lava flats, right? Yeah, and flats, yeah. and and griefs with all his people. There was like twenty people. Yeah, not a lot in, of them in survived. all of Navarro. There, now, I, there looked like there was more at the end when they ran <laughs> up on the the last few pirates. But yeah, it didn't look like there was a huge crowd. And also, like the lava flats, <laughs> it's it seems a giant like a not safe flat, place to go. Like it's flat. Like there's no like. Let's go take cover from the aerial bombardment in a flat open field with no cover like i get like they're just giving up the town i guess and once they left the town nobody was going to mess with them anymore or something like that but like geez there's no there's no woods caves like anything like a little better (laughs) so they just (laughs) they set up camp in like a wide open rock field essentially and he was like 20 of them and he's like people he's like help is on the way who's coming (laughs) he's like um, I've reached out to the New Republic. Oh man! Yeah. Like yeah, they, not they were not like they were not believing it at that point either. Um, but yeah, but yeah it was just it seemed like there was twenty people, and then there was like thirty people at the end. And I'm like, okay, really? That's all that like Navarro looked way bigger with more people than what it actually had. Look, I think look, or, they spent or they all got so killed. Much one of the money two on, on the Zeb. Zeb and the aerial dogfight, there was nothing left for extras or Trandoshans. Yeah. The aerial dogfight, super cool with the big yeah. with the big uh, cumulus class Corsair. We're setting up that was this N1 sweet. Starfighter as being like a real top tier. His modified N1 is like a, a, a real top tier ship in Star mm-hmm. Wars, which I'm cool with. I like it. 
Yeah. Uh, I got okay. So I gotta say though, one thing I didn't like was uh, Gorian Shard's. What do you want to call him? Henchman. His little first mate there. His it was essentially like Smee from <laughs> Peter Pan, and it was a little on the nose for me. I was like, okay, you're gonna make him look exactly like that with the little red sash hanging he down in like the a hat very pirate and, outfit and he had a little mustache yes stuff. i was like really like okay like that was a little bit i think gory too Shard much looks but sick, though his like plant i think he's stuff. cool yeah yeah his, i don't know what he is his mom was a drengear i heard <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> his mom was a drengear kind of explains the way a, he looks he does yeah yeah um he looks I think like he pizza looks the cool. hut if he was vegan <laughs> The Swamp Thing and Pizza yeah. the Hut. That's the that's his. Parents. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, the the Smee first mate whatever was a little on the nose uh, for me. But um, a nice nod there in the last conversation when uh, Grief's talking to the townspeople. And uh, let me let me play this here because this was a, a cool little cool little snippet. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know who he's thanking. Thank you. Like, to all of you people. All and of you. especially Those villagers didn't do crap until the end. To whom this planet is forever indebted. Mandalorians, I know that we have been on opposite sides in the past. But that is behind us. From this day forward, I, Magistrate Grief Garga. Hi, Magistrate, sir. Hi, Magistrate. Yeah, we're all laughing. Grief Karga. We're laughing at him at that, I think. Hereby seed all land from the western lava flats to Bullock Canyon. Ooh, Bullock Canyon. To the fine mm-hmm. people of Mandalore. You may no longer have a home planet, but you do now have a home. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, Bullock Canyon. Hooray. Nice little nod there to Jeremy Bullock. Very cool. Um,. Yeah, he's, you know, people are cheer. They're super happy after all this uh, pretty quickly. Um, uh, it's like kind of a war-torn place. I think they're just happy that the pirates are gone. They got saved. They're going <coughs> to go back and rebuild. Mm-hmm. Sort of the nature of it. They got um, to maintain their independence. Now they've got some some live-in security. They're probably feeling good yeah. about that. Yep. A lot of repairs to do, yeah, but yes, they're on the right track. So, and then um, this, like the this yeah. last part after is the best part of the whole episode to me. Yes, you know? yep. Um, we get a, a great dialogue between Bo. Uh, well, the armorer calls Bo. Paz walks up, says, "Hey, armorer wants to see you." Bo goes and talks to the armorer, and we get um, a cool conversation. I'm gonna play the He's first part of this conversation. Old, then we'll underground covert at our old fort. Yes. Yes, let me play this first part here. I have been to the Great Forge on Mandalore. I remember the forge well. It was large and ornate. And the air rang with the music of a hundred hammers. And here stood a simple one. Yet, they were both forges. They served the same purpose. She's doing a metaphor. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Remove your helmet. I like this part, though. But it, She's like, I'm confused. 
Do you respect my station? I do. Remove your helmet. She thought she was trying to trick her, like, wait a minute. Psych, you're out. (laughs) 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 Um, And and I think she probably does feel a little bit of that, right? Like she's being tested because when it came to uh, the food on the mission to go save Ragnar, she was like, well, how do I eat? And Manda's like, oh, no, we all go find our own place. Then you can take the helmet off. And she's like very hesitant even when she sits down to kind of take it off. Like, wait, I don't know if this is right. And here we go again. She's like, oh, go ahead and take your helmet off. She's, she's like, wait, I thought you guys didn't take your stuff. helmet off. You know, like yeah. she's I've... she's lost a bunch of people. She lost her home. She saw a, a mythosaur. She's like living with these crazy zealots and not taking her helmet off. And she, I think she... But it's like kind of working, and I, I think she's not really sure what to do. Like mm-hmm. the the helmets Love. in front of strangers thing, I got the not taking off them, not taking off their helmets in front of each other. I thought is kind of strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, agreed. Um, but you're right, Kyle. The metaphor was was outstanding. The yeah. between the two forges, like hey. Here's the, this is the pinnacle. This is the highest of the high, but yet here's this one, which is simple, but they're both forges. They serve the same purpose. They do, they want the same things. They're, they're, well, that's her whole thing about the Mandalorians. It's like, we've got to stop Mm -hmm. fighting each other. It doesn't matter. It matters less whether you take your helmet off or not than it does that we're Mandalorians and we want to retake our planet and we want to rebuild our society. And I think she had to also come to terms with that because before the armor and Paz were not in a place where they were ready to kind of, cause she's making some concessions now too. Like she, I, there's yes. no way she's going to expect every single Mandalorian to come in and all of a sudden start following all these crazy rules they have. She's accepted that we've got to walk the way our own way, you know, as long as we're all believing in this one thing about retaking Mandalore and establishing our society and all this stuff. Uh, and that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. there's more than one way. There's the fancy forge. There's the simple forge. But like, the point is that we're we're building armor. You know, there's like the crazy zealots. There's the little more agnostic Mandalorians. But as long as we're Mandalorian and we're about we're about that life, you know, that's what matters. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Josh. Well, I mean, she's just becoming the way Din, the, Din already was. You know, Din was already giving mm-hmm. Bo that kind of respect. But the, it, it's it's cool to see the character growth. You know, um, she is uh, Bo is having like this kind of like cri- this internal crisis of like, who am I? What's going on with all the stuff that's changing for her? But then really seeing like character growth for the armorer, but. The other thing, like on top of everything that Kyle said, I there's, I th- it's cool to confirm that the armor has been around long enough. She's not like she's not some new Mandalorian. She's been around long enough that she's been on Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And then, but she I made, think like, also an informed decision, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also, it's it's there's a lot of you know rumors online or like fan speculation about who the armorer is like is it someone we already know is it rook cast and i think there's been way too much interaction between her and Bo for her to be rook cast because Bo knows rook cast right. like that you know mm-hmm. so and i don't think she's a maldalorian either i don't i think that it's just a coincidence that she has the the spikes 
Yeah, I agree. The horns. Yeah, and they're a little bit they're a little bit different than what Maul's troopers had. Right. So I and honestly, yeah, I, we I, people took a leap with that. We don't know that. Obviously, being an armorer is a specialized thing, and it's a revered thing. You know, we know that from this episode specifically. So, who knows what part of like maybe all the armorers had specific helmets like that? It's also gold, which we don't see. You know, she also wears like a fur-lined top yeah. situation. Like, who knows? Like, she has a whole different yeah. look. That could just be an armorer thing. Yeah. Speaking of that, so this isn't where I was going to go, but this is the perfect, we led right into it. Did you guys see all that stuff? Like, Emily Swallow is like uh, someone in, I think one of the Ohio, the Ohio garrison, like, made her her own, like, movie quality armorer cosplay, and she's, like, friends with this. She met them at, like, the, like, she met and made friends with some people um, at a con years ago and they made her uh an outfit for her dog and then that endeared them to each other and now she's like a a member and they like made her a full-on armor uh cosplay oh, in the and, mercs huh yeah that's cool well, hmm. in the yeah and then um, I wish someone would make she, me a full-on cosplay i'd like one well, got to get in the movie first or in the show first. <laughs> Otherwise, you got to do like the rest of us and make your own. Yeah, <laughs> got to be special to get to that point. Um, yeah, I know she's uh, she's an honorary in the five hundred first. I think I'm pretty sure Mando Merks as well, but um, I hadn't seen that. Um, but that's pretty. I'll cool. I'll just send you the this. It just happened to show up um, in my feed, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty sweet. And it's nice to see that she's that like kind of dialed into the fan community too. You know, we love a. Uh, Mark Mark Hamill was the first, you know, to be like one of us. But I love to see the the people kind of really buy into the fan yeah. community too. Um, the other thing about uh, the armorer and the rook cast thing, I don't like the whole being a Maldalorian doesn't jive with everything else about the Children of the Watch. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Like. Is that still so a having, thing that people are talking about regularly online that they think she's rope cast or a former Every time they talk about the armor in like a video on YouTube, and I'm not talking about like the videos on YouTube we shouldn't be watching, yeah. like the more like you know, they, they bring it up. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Cause I don't I thought I that was like a, it. I remember that at the very beginning when we first saw her, but yeah. I don't get that impression at all. I don't get that vibe yeah. now. Because she she talks like she is much older than Bo and Bo like, was to me very. She, she couldn't be much much older because at this point, well, Bo's no, pretty but old, like if we're being like honest, ten years, like fifteen years, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, but the yeah, but to me, she talks like she's older. Bo was very not, familiar with all of those mall followers. You know, those were like mm-hmm. people she knew. So it would be hard to imagine that she's had all this interaction with the armor now, and it never and it never would have come up. And she does yeah. seem like aged and and knowledgeable, but I can't imagine she's too much older than Bo, or she wouldn't be just mixing it up, swinging these hammers around, knocking skulls because she'd be a <laughs> geriatric, right? Um, and it to me it seems see backwards that if that if let's to me it seems backwards that if if that's the case where the armor is rook cast, if she's that smart and that intelligent, why was she hooking up with? Maul in the first place because if she's that much for Mandalore and into the the way 
why would she do that in the first place? It seems counterproductive to what she knows and who she is. It doesn't seem like he did win the dark saber in combat the way you're supposed to. True. He chopped that head right off. True. Yeah. Good point. But I, I just don't, I to me, I just don't buy that. Like I'm, I'm not seeing the connection there. I don't get it. I don't, I don't believe in that theory either, but no. Um, but we do get, the second half of this conversation, which is Mando or which is uh Bo and uh, the armor talking about, Hey, we got to change some things. Our people have strayed from the way and it is not enough for a few to walk it. We must walk it together. This is the way we must walk the way together. Oh, Mandalorian. I understand. I was taught that the Mythosaur existed only in legends, and yet you saw it. It is a sign that the next age is upon us. Mm. Mandalore must all come together. You have walked both worlds. You are the one who can unite us. Boom. There you go. She sees it. She says, this lady is the one to lead us. Uh, I think we said that last week, right? We kind of talked about the man armor. Basically, she was just holding things together, but she's not truly the one that I I think even in her eyes, she didn't feel like she was the one set to lead. Kyle, can you cue up... uh Best of Both Worlds by Van Halen, please. Thank you. Best of Both Worlds. No, but I'll cue up that one. That is not how that goes. (laughs) That is not how that goes. (laughs) Good try, though. Good try, though. Um, No, that's a different Best of Both Worlds song I was doing on uh, purpose. You guys. Okay. It's from a Disney show, but there we go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Disney theme song. Um. So, but that was cool. No, I like, never she got the impression says, Look. that she wanted to like run because she never wanted the dark saber or anything to do with it. That was right. Paz's whole thing. I don't think she like aspires to lead. She's like no. a keeper of knowledge or something. But I think uh, I think we're at the point now. She's like, look, I've I've watched Bo and what she's done with us for the last you know couple weeks or however long this is, and I feel like it's been a while. It has to have been longer. She's the that, one, right? They've must have been yeah. together for months now at this point. It's hard to say. I mean, she doesn't have anywhere else to go. Mm-mm. And so, do we think Bo's getting her own show? That would be really cool. Mm. Remember, remember how, uh, like, hey, I'm not saying anything that Katie Sackoff got with me when I said, I said, all I said with her, to her when I saw her was, it was really great seeing how much of you there was in the trailer. Um, I'm hoping for, you know, that's, I'm hoping that eventually you'll get your own show. And she's like, I can't, uh, like, and I'm not, I was like, I'm not trying to get a scoop. I'm just telling you, I'm excited. <laughs> that would be really cool. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'd be on board. It just, for me, it's hard to look at Mando though and go, all right. Cause we, you know, we used a good chunk of Mando last season for Bo- Boba Fett. And now we're using a good chunk of this season for Bo-Katan. It, it's to me, I go, well, I, I, I don't. I like that their other shows are popping up, but I hate that Mando's kind of getting used as like the kicking off point to to 
get those shows going, like give me more of just Mando and like what what is going on there. Yeah, but, well, it's either um, that or 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 they take over his entire show. I mean, I think that's the way to keep. I think that's some how, of this Mando lore stuff going without it continuing to completely mm-hmm. flood his story. When if they want to create all these other shows, I fear like they're trying to set up Ahsoka through Mandalorian because people don't didn't know about her if you only ever watch live action stuff and like I think yeah, they're true. same thing with Bo Katan they're setting her up through if they wanted to spin her off like the Mandalorian is super popular so it's really uh it's really easy to like use that as a way to gain people's interest and introduce them to a character cuz I think if they if Ahsoka just came out as a show uh, and she had never been in these other in the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and stuff. It, I probably would not have had as many yeah. viewers because everybody yeah. be like, "Who's that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this actually leads perfectly into my my question that I added to the. Oh, you remembered it. Let's see if you remember. I remember. So yeah. you know, you guys would agree. So far, this season has been incredible. Like mm-hmm. I'm loving yeah, every second so of this. Far. Even the even the yeah. Doctor Pershing episode was sweet. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, it's like not doing. It's not doing bad in the ratings, but it's just not doing as well as the first two seasons. Do you feel like with all of this like following of animated characters and like Mandalorian lore stuff, they are? starting to like i don't mind because i love this but do you think that they're starting to narrow their focus too much to people like us because like the first alienating some more like like the original trilogy yeah the first Mm -hmm. season didn't have any of this kind of stuff so it was like star wars fun you don't need to know barely anything to watch this everything's new um and now it's kind of like Oh well, if you want to know what this is, you had to watch these cartoons, right? Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I can see I, that because I think some of it, to some degree, that happens with shows in general. Like most yeah. people aren't going to watch six seasons of a show or seven. Like maybe the first season of something, if it gets real popular, it'll gain some more, and then like at some point, it usually just kind of plateaus. Or slowly drops off till the end, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, I'd be interested to see, like, has it dropped enough where we're just kind of, like, meeting, like, some kind of homeostasis, like, some natural point of, like, normal viewership um, after the the big opening two? Or is it actually declining because people are losing interest? Or what? I don't know. You know? Because it was such a phenomenon the first season with baby Yoda and Pedro Pascal that like, I think everybody got on board like second season. There's a lot of mystery. It's like a household water cooler type conversation. And then like now you're either into it or you're not like kind of long term, you know, I I don't know. Maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know. You could be right though. They're they're definitely like digging into more niche stuff. I just yeah. wanted to I don't want it to be that they do this so much that we're like 
this is awesome, but then the Disney executives are like, all right, this isn't worth making anymore. Yeah, I don't want to lose it, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and it's it's hard. You're right, Kyle. Like The first season, was it was a lot of mystery around it, other than... Hey, stormtroopers! I know what those are. Or well, I think it was death just troopers so or tie fighters. I know what those that are. That it got a lot of viewers that Hooked. are just pop culture fans. You know, like just to yes. be, just to know what's going on, to get the jokes on Saturday Night Live, to know what people are talking about at work on Thursday. Mm-hmm. People watched. Yeah, but then when we got into the second season, now you've got Luke popping out of nowhere. You've got some connections to Tatooine. You've got all these other things going on and they start pulling stuff in. Yeah. You had to watch either this movie or this show or whatever to, to get it. And you're right, Josh, it seems like lately it's been Ahsoka rebels stuff and people who haven't watched that don't know, like try explaining Zeb to somebody like, yeah, but did you need to know who Zeb was to, to understand? Not not in that scene. No, 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 not in that scene. No, but Mandalorian lore stuff is really the only thing that's like a Mm -hmm. niche thing this season, but it's like, Last season, the first season, there was none of that. And then last season, the the fun, the the added things were Luke Skywalker. Everyone knows that, mm-hmm. and Boba Fett, and maybe not everyone as much as Luke Skywalker, but also household everyone original trilogy yeah. character. You know, yeah, R two is in there. Don't forget about R two. Yeah, that's true. Um, can never do that. I don't know. I just think <laughs> like I. I don't think there you have to have seen Clone Wars or Rebels to fully understand what's going on right now. So I think like it adds like we care about that character. We care about Bo specifically so much more because we know her history so much more. But I also think if all you ever watched was the Mandalorian, you have a very firm grasp on what's happening right now because they mm. told you everything you need to know to understand and enjoy this story. You just might not be getting everything out of it that. So now that I'm thinking about it more, I think I'm leaning into my first response. I think it's more of just a natural, like there was a big pop in the beginning because it was the first live action star Wars. It was a cultural phenomenon. Everybody wanted to know. And then uh, probably it's dropped off a little bit just because TV is back full force after COVID and some people who like saw their baby Yoda fix and got it, like they're just kind of off the train now because they're not going to commit to it long term. Yeah, could be. I I have a coworker, a new coworker who has brought, who's worked there for like a month now, and she's brought in one thing to dec- decorate her cubicle, and it's a Grogu. Uh, and, oh, and that's all you she's need. not watching the show. Yeah, see, that's and I think I bet there's a big bit of that, like kids and like people who have never had any interest in Star Wars at all. They loved Grogu. They loved Baby Yoda, and you know Pedro Pascal. Just he sells tickets no matter what. Uh, but if that's the only reason you're watching, you're probably not going to watch for five, six, seven years. You've probably yeah. like after your yeah. season or two, you've like gotten your fix and you're probably over it. I'm I'm gonna guess yeah. that's more of it than the subject matter alienating people. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of Bo-Katan, after that conversation with the armorer, she walks out with her helmet off in front of all of the Mandalorians, and they mostly gave her this dirty, confused look like, what what is happening right now? And the armorer basically lays down, hey, this is... This is what's going to happen. Bo's going to go out, find some other Mandalorians. We're going to teach them about the way. Um, and she's the chosen one. Um, and this is what's going to happen. And I think you made you know, up the chosen one. <laughs> maybe not we the chosen one, but the Mandalorians, the chosen one. She, she is the one to bring. She's yes. The she is the one to bring worlds. us together. Yeah. Um, and she kind of looks over at Mando and Mando looks at her and gives her the head nod of approval. Like, Yep, you're good. I got your back. I got your back. And then at that point, this is the way. And they all kind of agree and let's go. All right. Um, but she, you could tell she was uncomfortable after that walking out without the helmet in front of that group after it's all that weird. she had already it's gone like, through to, to kind of gain their trust. Um, how it, Well, and it's got to be awkward because she like literally does not know what their faces look like. That's, mm-hmm. And now she's standing there, like essential, like naked in front of them, and they're all completely covered. That's got to be a little mm-hmm. awkward. And yeah. it, to, to what Josh was saying earlier, it's awkward that they keep their faces covered just in front of when they're in private in each anyway. Other. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. Whatever. Yep. Um, and it is time to retake Mandalore. So we got a home base of operations. Hopefully, we can start to work to rebuild Mandalore if possible, and move back there so um and then this episode wraps up with teva basically i'm assuming going back to a delphi base uh from coruscant out there just looking at a random no he just runs into a imperial shuttle out there a shuttle out there that had been blown up that makes it was in the middle of open space that makes no sense Mm -hmm. he couldn't have just pulled up on it no i think he's uh you think he was tracking it down being a sneaky sneakerson Yeah. yeah mm-hmm so basically finds a blown up ship uh crew's all been dispatched no body of they match the numbers or match the flight log to moff gideon's no moff gideon on the ship no body so he is gone he says it was an extraction um they're scanning the ship with the top of the like droid head which was pretty cool like the little pop-up thing that r2 has um and then they find basically a fragment of beskar alloy left in a hole in the ship and that's kind of where we leave it. Do you think he was kidnapped so, by Mandalorians, or do you think he was kidnapped by someone who made it to look like Mandalorians? I my initial like. thought was, you know, we had some of those Mandos who were Imperial loyalists during uh, the Rebels era, like not Gar uh, Saxon, but his sibling or whoever, the other Saxon the guy. Other Saxon. Mm-hmm. What's what was his name? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. Gar Saxon. Good question. Somebody's got to hit. But you know what I'm talking about. So I like, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those dudes still exist. And that's who it was. Yeah. That's that was my initial Um, thought. They had the, the white with the red armor. Yeah. Saxon. Um, I don't know. I could go either way. Cause I could also see it being a group of Mandalorians who obviously he did destroyed their whole planet and killed all these people and took the dark saber and they do not trust the government to do what needs to be done. So they're going to go, um, try to take out a little frontier justice on their own. I could see that that would make sense to me. 
Uh, it would also make sense to me if Moff Gideon orchestrated his own escape and set it up to look like Mandalorians did it to cover his own tracks. Yeah. Cause I, mm-hmm. I think he still has people loyal to him working on the inside. Could be wrong. We know that. that Elia Kane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't know specifically um, yeah. that she's working to like rescue him. Come or on something, guy. But it seems like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it could be a number of different things. Like, yeah, it was a great cliffhanger. Like it, it, there's a bunch of possibilities as to what this could be. I don't so think we're going to get a quick, um, quick answer to it either. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a next week thing. So we're Might be. So, we only got three left. <laughs> yeah. So where do you season. think we go? Where do you think we go next week then? How many? Cause we've got Tatooine. What, Jesus. <laughs> Back to Tatooine. Why not? Um, well, there's what eight episodes. Is it eight episodes yeah. this season? So we're on, We'll be coming up on six. Yeah. So we've only got like three more here. Good so math. we got to get something going. Three left. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an know. old code. I think we're going to meet another group of Mandalorians in one of those. Um, I don't know who that'll be. Well, I, th- well, I think we know that um, from leaks and stuff uh, that there's Mandalorians in this that, that we haven't seen yet. So I tell you what, just I don't read that stuff. on a side note. I, I got a feel for the Mando Mercs right now because their their CRL like costume reference library stuff was already kind of open for Mandos to begin with, but now you've got all these other Mandos that are wearing like scarves under their helmets and like capes and like the one I don't know if you've seen the still of the one it has like yeah, literally, literally leather straps across no, the back. I'm no like, back was helmet. that purposeful or? I think that was an error. I, was this like just caught like as an air to your point, Kyle? Like, I think that I helmet was made like, to only ever be shot from the front, <clears> and they did a quick and job. Got shot and from the then back, and somebody needed one of the shots where it got seen from the back, and they hoped nobody noticed. But of course, it's Star Wars mm. people are gonna notice. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a medieval looking yeah. Mando helmet. So I should say um, it wasn't a leak; it was an actress not being real careful about uh, what she says. Mm. So. Um, anything else you guys want to add on this week's episode of Mando? Nope. Speak now. Forever hold your peace. No. All That's right. what I want. I'm going to wrap it up now. I'll speak whenever I feel like it. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That was our Mando Season 3 Episode 5 recap of The Pirate. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I liked Gorian Shard's uh, little little in a puffer pig's eye that he says yeah. to his little first mate at one point there. I was like, oh, that's that kind of nice. Nice touch. But um, yeah, go out there. You can find any. You can find our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can even check them out on YouTube. Um, Outer Rim Beacon is anywhere on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Outer Rim Beacon. You can email us. Outerandbeacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where are they gonna find you guys? This is Josh. I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram, Twitter, and MySpace. This is <laughs> Kyle Knight, KB <laughs> underscore legend on Twitter and Friendster. Josh, bring it back. 
<laughs> trying to anyway. I think it still exists. Right. It's just a ghost town. Oh man, that's crazy. All right, y'all. Well, hey, get out there. Have a great week. Go do something Star Warsy. May the Force be with you. Always. This is the way. I'm going to walk in both worlds.